Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney. Vivian is here to talk to you, to encourage you, and to show you how she had a successful homeschooling experience with her Wildflower Academy, and that her kids turned out great, and that with God's help, you can create the same experience she did. From her beginnings in Hostert, West Germany, to Dallas, it's been quite a journey, and her abilities to adapt, survive, and thrive are what make her unique in homeschooling. So have your pen and paper ready. It's The Sociable Homeschooler. And now, here's your host, Vivian McNinney. Now, as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Matthew 4, verse 18. Jesus did a lot of walking. Legs were the primary form of transportation in his time. For him and his disciples, walking was a physical activity. It was also a way of life, as it is today, walking the talk a favorite theme of mine. In this verse, Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He calls two disciples to join him. They were busy at their daily job, working, fishing, and Jesus came into their every day as he does with us, if we notice. I call it finding God in the ordinary, and he invited the brothers into his every day by asking them to follow him. Imagine someone shows up at your office or in your kitchen or along one of the grocery store aisles unannounced, uninvited, out of the blue, and strikes up a conversation with you. Not only strikes up a conversation, but invites you to leave your life and join him or her. That would be pretty odd, don't you agree? Let me ask you this then. Have you ever had the desire to pray for someone out of the blue? Have you ever been compelled to pick up the phone and call someone just to say hello? Have you ever felt the urge to smile at a stranger? What if I suggested those could well be invitations from God? Here he is longing to be a part of your every day, inviting you to join him in his every day. Each time you go to church, a Bible study, a prayer meeting, you're responding to an invitation. It may not feel like one. You may think it's part of your planned day, your routine. Sometimes it is, but you could refuse. You could brush off the thought of praying for someone you never see anymore. You could plead busy instead of picking up the phone to connect with your sister. You could hide behind the thought, she'll think I'm crazy if I smile at her. She doesn't know me from Adam. Next time you get an urge that's a little bit out of the ordinary, say yes to God. Be a disciple and walk with your Lord. Hello, welcome to the Sociable Homeschooler. My name is Vivian McNinney and I'm here to dispel the preconceived ideas you many have about what educating our children at home looks like. For many, it's school. For me, it's my fulfillment as a wife and mother. I crafted a lifestyle that will leave me knowing without a doubt that I gave my all and am well pleased. Over the years, I've spoken to a wide range of mothers and fathers who not only place the responsibility of child-rearing above their highest joy, but have also found they don't have to venture far from the kitchen table in order to find wholeness within themselves. Going against what everyone expects us to do in order to unleash the fount of happiness takes courage. You have to work at your own heart issues and find out how you can pursue your passions and live your dreams. God has equipped you with everything you need in your life, fully. It's all inside. So listen up while I spout on about how I've jumped in and out of my box, gaining insights and delights along the way that I'm more than happy to share with you. I enjoy the diversity of the culture we call homeschooling, an umbrella term embracing the learning that takes place outside the traditional education arena and inside all of us. 
With or without my children underfoot, my life is often ordinary, always busy and sometimes frustrating. But for me, it starts and ends with God. The beauty of his creation, a smiling face, the rising moon, a rousing piece of music or a simple hug. If you pop by, I'll offer you a cup of PG tips to fortify this time together and a chocolate biscuit to tickle your taste buds and thank you for staying. But I understand you're on that side and I'm over here broadcasting from Hideaway Lake, Texas. After the first break, I'll be talking to Lee Atway Wilcox, a mum who, although new to homeschooling, both she and her son have embarked on a new educational journey that they both love. You'll want to soak up her enthusiasm, so stay right where you are. I'm all set, so grab whatever it is you're drinking and let me engage you with the latest and greatest from the household of the McNennies, where we enjoy a unique lifestyle. Deal with crowdfunding, worry about a photo shoot and talk about forever marriage. Are you ready? I think this week I'll start with a little bit of news. It's Super Bowl weekend, which means absolutely nothing to me. I looked it up, though, and find that the Seahawks are playing the Broncos. That's Seattle against Denver. I thought I'd mention it just in case you'd forgotten and needed to get in supplies for the game of the year. More importantly, Bill O'Reilly, my new favorite author, I've read him and never watched his show on Fox, is talking to Mr. President before the game. Now, that may be worth watching. My son and his wife aren't powering along with their fundraiser, slow but sure. I hope they're not too disappointed. But they do have alternatives, and I believe God is right there with them. Are they really ready to start their own business? Wouldn't it be better to work on getting a healthy bank account and learn how to live within their means? But hey, bite my tongue, Mama. I can't be saying that. It's their life. The last time we were in town, we popped in to see our son, and he was making chili. The smells were mouth-wateringly good. We timed it just right to share a pot of tea and eat a piece of cake. We didn't eat dinner. With all our furniture around in their house, I feel quite at home, and continuing the routines I started when they were growing up is very satisfying. One thing I've been dwelling on, furniture and knickknacks are usually passed down after a passing. My blue-eyed cowboy and I are having the opportunity to see well-loved items of ours in use in our children's homes right now. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke with Suzanne Glover, a positive thinking professional. I have a psychologist friend who believes that sending out positive thoughts into the world will change the power force and do away with negativity. I fully embrace that idea and recently have done some internal work on myself towards achieving it. The main question for me is, one person's positive could be another person's negative. Well, not really, which I'll get to in a minute because Suzanne did work on an affirming sentence with me that helped. As my friend and I were walking and talking about positive vibes, I was equating shooting positive thoughts into the atmosphere to my praying. My prayers could be affirming messages to the divine. I pray for my children in a positive way. I'm always practicing praying about the well-being of the world in general in a positive way. However, it is difficult to hold back a fleeting negative arrow when I think about and pray for the young man who shot two convenience store staff just because he wanted to see what killing someone was like. You don't stand a chance with that kind of evil, do you? I'm finding I need to reformulate my prayers so they're more close, they more closely resemble the affirming sentence Suzanne Glover worked through with me. Say I pray that it doesn't rain on the weekend of the family picnic while the farmer alongside me prays it does. Lord, 
don't let it rain this weekend because if we have water underfoot at the picnic, no one will want to stomp around in the mud and then we won't get the family picture taken for Christmas and our whole card will be ruined, not to mention we'll have to entertain everyone inside and I don't want to clean. Ooh, chock full of negatives. How about, Lord, I'm spending the weekend basking in glorious sunshine with my family. I have a gorgeous photo to send out and I feel warm and happy. Whatever happens is out of my control. You knew that about the weather, didn't you? But my mindset is changing to positive. And if it does rain, perhaps after a while, I may say, Lord, I'm enjoying the smell of the wet earth as I stand inside, looking at the tree, all green and healthy. I'm watching the raindrops race down the window and enjoying the sound of preparations for a family portrait. Ah, positive, positive, positive. There's the silver lining in that wretched storm cloud. It takes a while, but it also takes practice, so it can be done. Suzanne said we can alter pathways in the brain to help us change our thought processes. How wonderful to always be able to look on the bright side. And with some practice, we can. I can only do these things for myself. I can't change anyone else's negative thoughts, but I can help them to formulate a healthier positive vibe. Here's an example that occurred with one of my close friends who looks to me for counsel. I have to weigh my words carefully because sometimes I'm reminded of past conversations we've had. This particular friend, a Catholic, was going through a hard time in her marriage. This was a long time ago and I think I was a newlywed too, but I grew up in the Catholic faith and there are two things I know really well about husband and wife-ship. Marriage is forever and marriage is for having children. She'd had her children, and at this particular time in her life, we were going to be talking about her forever marriage. I knew I wouldn't be able to tell her what to do. Only a couple knows what goes on inside a marriage. Besides, she'd be better served to my Stephen Minister mind if she was the one who worked out the path she was to take. That way, she'd have full responsibility for her actions and proceed with her eyes wide open without someone else engineering her life for her. A quick fix for some, but not a lasting one. The first words I said to her were, I'm not going to counsel you to leave your husband. Yeah, full of negatives, but I wanted to get the message across and I hadn't got to the affirming part yet. I wanted to make it clear that although I heard her story and sympathized with her feelings and her perceived hurts, my role as a Catholic turned Episcopal friend was to find a way through conversation, prayer, Bible study and perhaps professional counselling to save her marriage. She'd never let me forget my words. She told me that when we met for an hour or so each week, she knew she was going to be uplifted and encouraged in her marriage and she was grateful. She had an abundance of friends who told her this, that and the other, mostly siding with her against her husband, telling her she could do better, sharing with her what they would do in her, her shoes. But she had one friend who stood firm in her faith our shared faith. A, once a Catholic, always a Catholic. By helping her to see the positive side of Christian marriage, the importance of the sacrament, the reason why God ordained it, she was able to make up her own mind. I watched her negative angst, and she was angry, turn into joy as her prayers were answered slowly. Without even knowing how I was going to approach the crisis, I was to be led by the Spirit to utter those opening words, 
and as I watched her tears and despair turn to laughter and happiness, I was shown the power of prayer and positivity. We both benefited from the experience, and so did our loved ones, I'm happy to say. And before we go on a break, I've been walking. Texas weather is so different. I've been walking, and for the last few days, it has been so cold. I've had to wear a hat, bitterly cold. And so this morning when I went out, it still looked as though it was cold out there, you know, the bare trees and no sunshine. I walked outside, and I was hot. It had become, it had turned balmy. But I'm going on a break, and when I come back, I'll be talking to my guest. So go replenish your drink, and I'll be back after these messages. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. I'm delighted to introduce you to my guest this week, Lee Attaway Wilcox, a children's book author, freelance editor and writer, small business owner and homeschool mum. Lee is a member of writing groups and societies where she's served in a variety of key positions and she's a charter member of an online critique group, the Serendipity Sisters. 
She also enjoys networking with other aspiring and published authors. But we're not going to be talking about her writing achievements this afternoon, much as I am tempted to, because Lee is the mother of a special needs child, and she has a remarkable story to tell. In 2012, this certified elementary and reading recovery teacher began homeschooling her twice exceptional son, who lives with Asperger's syndrome and is also considered gifted and talented. When it became clear that the public school system could not adequately meet his needs, together they began a new educational journey. Lee and her husband live in North Texas, close to where I raised my family. It is a small world. With their son, who is a constant source of inspiration. And in case you were wondering, Lee also enjoys cooking and turns out gluten-free baked delights in her Texas-sized kitchen. And like most of us, would prefer someone else to clean up afterwards. Lee, welcome to my show. Thank you so much. I feel honored to be here with you today. Well, it's great to talk to you, a fellow Texan. Don't get many of those. Um, and yes, as I we was love saying, it in oh, Texas. You live in Frisco, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, as I was saying, I was going through your your achievements. You wear a lot of hats, Lee. So much as I would love to talk to you about your writing, I would also like this show to be about your decision to homeschool your son and the um, challenges and roadblocks that you faced along the way. So tell us a little bit about that and how homeschooling changed your life. Okay, great. Well, Ethan is a very unique uh, child. He's very, he's talented in many ways. He's super loving. He's just a joy to be around, very positive. So when I was listening to you talk about finding the positive in, in things, um, it made me think of Ethan because he is one of those glass half full kind of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a true blessing to be his mother. And um, I will say, though, that, that when he was in public school, we, we tended to run into some very challenging issues. Um, as a twice exceptional child, so he does live with Asperger's syndrome, which is an autism spectrum disorder, and then also being gifted and talented, um, you know, he has some social deficits, and, and he's very unique and quirky. So he just didn't always fit into the box that teachers and administrators in public school really wanted and needed kids to fit into. And because of that... Um, you know, we we would have some really difficult days and difficult months, and we've even had some very challenging years. But I had been uh, of the mindset I had kind of fallen for the myth that um, homeschoolers don't have proper so- socialization and they just don't have enough opportunities to be socialized in the way that we, we want our children to be. So I had hesitated to homeschool even though, public school had proven on again, off again, to be super challenging for Ethan and had even created many instances where he became very self-critical, which as a mother, that's really hard to see your child go through when you can see all of their gifts and talents and and um, strength to see them go through um, periods of feeling completely inadequate, to feel like they're a freak and to feel like they just don't fit in. So, you know, after we spent, gosh, I think six years 
in the public school system, and all that time, Ethan was served by special education services, um, which any child with a disability um, has that opportunity by law in the state of Texas. Um, so he was, I would actually work with the other educators, um, both teachers and administrators and other specialists, to try to create an individualized education plan for him. And they call that an IEP. Um, in the public schools, and since I had been a public school teacher, I sort of knew how that worked, but it was very different sitting on the other side of the table as a parent. And um, I found that there would be times that we would be able to collaborate well and create a plan that worked well for Ethan, and then there would be other times that, that we disagreed. Um, and my husband and I felt very differently from the rest of the educators and administrators and, and specialists on the team. And because you're completely outnumbered, <laughs> two parents with, you know, let's say probably close to eight or ten other people mm. weighing in about what they think is best for your child, sometimes it can feel really intimidating. Mm. Um, so after on-again, off-again challenges and difficulties and realizing when Ethan was in the fourth grade, um, when he was having some regression socially and behaviorally because he had moved to a new school and he had gone from being in a third grade classroom with the same teacher all day long to having to switch classrooms between three different teachers mm. plus a gifted and talented teacher um, once a week, so the three different teachers was every day, and the gifted and talented teacher was once a week, it was just a little bit too much for him. And when we when we realized that the so-called experts that, that we really did trust and we, we valued their their input, when, when they wanted to take this child who was making A's and B's and was very gifted and talented in many respects, but didn't fit in their box, when they wanted to put him in um, a resource room, so a special education room, um, for over half of his day where he would be taken apart from his peers and he would not be receiving the same instruction exactly as his peers. And when they were hesitant to meet us in the middle and, and try to give him support within the general education classroom, my husband and I kind of looked at each other and we said, you know, this really isn't working very well. Ethan's not happy. He's stressed out. We're not happy. We're stressed out. Surely we can do better than this. And so it was at that time we finally realized that we are the experts on our child. Mm -hmm. And while it does take other people helping and educating and working together to raise a well-rounded child, we could actually probably do a whole lot better for him at home. And so we began that journey, and we've been much happier as a family. Ethan has become less critical, and we have actually been able to focus on his individual needs, which includes his weaknesses, of course, and addressing those, which the school system seemed really good at focusing on those, mm. but the downside was 
when that took place, a lot of times they would kind of ignore or kind of push his strengths and gifts to the side. And those were just not built upon. So at home, we're very much able to focus on his strengths, focus on his weaknesses, and work to build um, a very well-rounded, happy character out of this boy that we love so much. Mm. Well, Lee, you yourself were um, an elementary teacher and literacy specialist. Did you work with special needs children or were you, what, what was your job like when you were working in the public schools? Well, I did work with some children with special needs. I, um, when I started teaching, I was simply just an early education, early elementary age general education public school mm-hmm. teacher. So in my classroom, I had every type of child from, you know, from some of them who, who did have disabilities and were in my classroom for a portion of the day. Um, some of them who had learning disabilities and were in my classroom for the entire day. And then also I uh, received extra training so that I could be um, a gifted and talented teacher as well. So I had a wide variety of students and I and I because I've done that I understand what a tremendous challenge it is for our public school teachers because when you have 20 22 25 kids in your classroom you're going to have a lot of different needs that need to be addressed every single day mm-hmm. um, and after I had done that for a couple of years I went ahead and got some extra training and became a reading recovery teacher And I was hired um, at the same school where I had been working as um, just a first-grade teacher to do their reading recovery, which is a one-on-one literacy instruction for students who were having difficulty learning to read and write. Mm -hmm. And um, that was for the first half of my day. And then the second half of my day, I would spend doing literacy groups with children that I would um, either pull out of classrooms or push into classrooms where those students were having um, literacy difficulties as well, just maybe not as pronounced as Mm -hmm. the students that I was working one-on-one with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Lee, you said that when you were trying to decide or or before you had fully decided to homeschool, you believed that um, these programs were um, sort of really valuable and professionals were kind of saying no your son needs to stay here in the school system because you know you're not qualified to do that kind of um, work that your son needs and he won't be socialized and yet you know you were doubting yourself and you were in the system so you were a teacher you were somebody who was teaching other parents children and um, I, I just wonder how many there are a lot of parents out there who really do doubt themselves and they're not teachers and you know the professionals and the, the public schools say you no know, you're, you're doing your child a disfavor by um you know, keeping them at home. And when we come back, we have to go on a really short break. When we come back after our break, I want to talk a little bit about how how easy or, or what it was like, or how did the teachers react when you decided to pull Ethan out and bring him home? Okay. Okay.
How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNenny. Well, Lee, I know in some states, once you have signed something um, to the effect that you're accepting help or your child um, will be enrolled in the special needs portion of the school that they're going to, you virtually lose your rights as a parent. And you were saying that, you know, you were totally outnumbered when you went to your, you know, education program meetings about Ethan and what was best for him. There were two of you and maybe up to eight or 10 other professionals all weighing in with their own um, thoughts about what should be done with Ethan um, to best sat, to, to best um, serve his needs. Well, did you, did you have to do that? Was it difficult to, um, pull Ethan out of the public school system? You know, it wasn't as difficult as I had kind of worked myself up to believe that it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, in the United States, we have a lot of really amazing freedom when it Mm -hmm. comes to education, Mm -hmm. and it's just not something that all parents even realize, and it wasn't something that, as an educator, that I even realized. Um, that that we had that freedom to do. So once we kind of started seeing things really go downhill and we felt like the collaboration that that is truly supposed to be um, a part of 
the IEP process that is truly supposed to involve the parents. When we felt like that was not actually working anymore, um, I started to research and I started to look to organizations, homeschool organizations, both at the state and the federal level, at the, you know, at the mm -hmm. national level, mm -hmm. to figure out what our, what our rights were and how we could go about doing everything legally. So for us, it simply involved um, making the decision and writing a letter to withdraw him, explaining that we were going to begin homeschooling. Um, I was able to find a very helpful sample, sample letter that um, guided me, and I kept it very short and sweet. Mm -hmm. um, I was also able to contact a regional um, homeschool group for some advice before I mailed the letter, and they were able to tell me exactly what um, the school district legally could request from us and what um, they weren't legally ex allowed to expect from us. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> we, it, it wasn't a, a big issue for us. We were able mm -hmm. to write the letter and um, keep him home from school and begin our homeschooling journey really literally the next day. Um, well, it's, it, and sounds it, it, was, if, it, it sounds as if um, you and Ethan, the family, has kind of found their niche, as, I, as, as, you know, as they say. And um, were you surprised at how successful homeschooling was for you? Yes, it has been surprising in a lot of ways. Um, you know, we've really, we've come a long way. We've been doing it for, for just over a full year now. And in the beginning, Ethan wanted our school day to be structured exactly like mm -hmm. his school day was in fourth grade public school. So, you know, he would say, Mom, it's 9.30. It's time to transition from writing to math. And mm -hmm. so for a little while, I worked with that schedule so that he could grow accustomed to being at home, and gradually he realized, oh, well, we don't have to keep it exactly like public school. And, you know, before long, it was a marvelous transition for us mm -hmm. because he realized that maybe he didn't hate writing like he thought he did. Mm -hmm. um, in public school, for instance, you know, he, he has um, difficulty with fine motor skills, and he always has. We've done lots of occupational therapy. Um, I've spent lots of time and effort and money helping him grow in this um, area, but he used to really hate to put the pencils to paper, even though he has marvelous ideas. So um, at public school, the way that, that I've come to realize is he would be starting on a writing assignment, and he would maybe get, I don't know, you know, just a little ways into it, before the time period would be up, mm -hmm. and he would have to put that away, unfinished, incomplete, and move on to something else, even mm -hmm. though maybe, you know, sweet little Jane Doe sitting next to him had already written 12 pages, yeah. because there are so many differences with peers. And so that was, I think that was part of why he felt um, insecure and like he wasn't as good as everyone else. So... When he came home, you know, there, there was a particular day that I remember that he had built this really magnificent Lego robot. And he was telling me at lunchtime this whole brilliant 
story that he had created with the robot as one of the characters. There were several supporting characters. And I said, Ethan, I love this. Can you, can you write this down or type it on the computer so that we can share this with other people that you want to share it with? And he said, well, I think I can. Mm. And so that's what he did. And he yeah. spent two straight hours writing a story about this Lego robot. Mm. And it, he's actually turned it into a chapter book. And, you know, so he's, he's still working on it. But it was with homeschooling, we had the freedom to say, oh, you know what, cursive? Yes, that can wait until tomorrow. Yeah. And you know what, for our, our PE for today, yeah, that can wait until he's done with the writing. Yeah. And so it's given us a lot of really amazing freedom that the public school just cannot provide for yeah. children, yeah. That especially and, those that have some kind of special need. And, and, you know, there are so many children and families who are – are completely unable to bring their children home and homeschool them themselves. They, they either can't afford it or they don't notice it or you don't know what their home situations are like. So it is such a, such a blessing to be able to do that. And it is hard work for the teachers. It really is hard work because it's difficult working with just one. I had four children and none of them really, I mean, they were all special in their own way, but they were all really, you know, sort of none of them had Asperger's syndrome or Down syndrome. And so I admire parents who can do that. But, you know, parents know their children better than anybody else. And they know exactly how to motivate them to do what it is that they um you know, really enjoy doing most. So your day, what do you do? Do you, do you have a set curriculum that you work with? I know this is your first year and I know what I was like in my first year. So tell us a little bit about what your day mm-hmm. looks like. Okay. Well, it's, it's quite a bit different from, from the last year where we pulled him in, in November, at the beginning of November. And I really, for that first year, we spent a lot of time um, reading and connecting and just doing kind of a mishmash of different things for all of our different subjects. Um, and this year, I, I've changed it up quite a bit. We, we do have um, a schedule of subjects that we do, and um, we're using a curriculum that was created for gifted and talented kids called Moving Beyond the Page. Um, we use that for language arts and for science and social studies. And then we use um, Matthew C. as our math curriculum. And then I pull in a lot of other different uh, things to fill in the other areas. Um, He has a piano teacher that he sees twice uh, a month, and we do daily piano lessons. And he has a typing um, program that he works on called Type to Learn 4. And he has um, a social um, curricula online that's, that's called, um, let's see, I just lost it. It's called The Etiquette Factory. I had to think of it. Um, and then we have other little things that we fill in, cursive and, and other things that we work on. But basically, um, Ethan has a lot of freedom. He has an agenda each day. Um, and so he can pick, am I going to do devotion and piano first? Or am I going to dive right in and start on science and then do language arts and math? Um, and depending if we have a field trip, which we're very blessed to be in a great homeschool support group that plans lots of field trips and park days and Lego clubs and Minecraft clubs. So 
you know, there's a lot of times that we're able to get out of the house and go and spend time with peers and other families. And uh, so it really just depends. If it's one of our field trip days, then his agenda is going to have fewer subjects. Um, but that just kind of gives you an idea. And then we, we work through them together. A lot of his work is mainly independent, but some of it is very collaborative, and, and we work together. Mm-hmm. So um, how, have you, how has your perspective changed and your professional goals of probably you're not still working. I'm not going to make that a presumption because a lot of my guests do still work, but they're able to work from home. Tell us a little bit about your professional life and how that's changed. Right. Okay. So I am, I did have to cut back. I had been substituting in the public schools um, because I didn't want to have a full-time teaching job, but I was substituting so that I could still spend time teaching with children. So I've had to completely give that up, but now I'm a full-time teacher anyway, which is wonderful, Mm -hmm. and it's my Mm -hmm. favorite student ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also able to still do some freelance writing and editing, um, although I've cut back quite a bit, and I'm still working on my children's book manuscripts, and then I have another manuscript that I'm marketing right now um, that's for adults. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I've actually been able, since we're at home all the time, I've actually been able to grow a small business with Young Living Essential Oils um, part-time, and that's been a true joy because I love to teach, and so I'm actually teaching others about using essential oils for for health and wellness and well-being. So I, I have had to give up certain parts of my profession, but in the long run, it's actually enriched me professionally so many ways. Right, Lee. Well, we're getting ready um, in a moment to go on another break, and I would like to invite you to come back for another five or six minutes, and we'll talk a little bit about um, your your website and um, some of the other things, more about the essential oils, perhaps, and and some speaking that you um, perhaps do um, with the other support groups or with with your support group. And um, I'm the sociable homeschooler on Tokenet Radio, and um, I'm talking to Lee Atway Wilcox about homeschooling a child living with Asperger's syndrome. He is also gifted and talented. We'll be back in just a moment after these few messages. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. 
Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power. In those stories, learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. Now, Lee, I know that you were active in the autism spectrum movement. You wrote um, for you had you wrote for a blog site that they had. But tell me, what does living with Asperger's mean? What does what does it mean that? Okay. Well, for each individual who has Asperger's syndrome, it's going to be a little bit different. But typically, individuals with Asperger's have some social and communication um, deficits, maybe some delays, maybe some challenges that they they needed help learning um, how the rest of us process things like that without even thinking about it. So for Ethan, we would have to teach kind of hand over hand, we need you to look at someone's face when they're speaking so that you can watch their facial expressions. Or um, I want you to pay attention to my body movements and my body language when I'm, you know, when I can say something, but I'm actually being a little bit sarcastic and you can tell from my body. Those are, those are just some examples of ways that Ethan's Asperger's would make it difficult for him. Um, a lot of people with Asperger's also have um, some issues with um, repetitive uh, things that, that are important to them that they, they may repeat. Um, and... Those are just Ethan's, um, when Ethan would play as a child, he often played um, in a very repetitive nature. He would, mm-hmm. you know, he might play with his toys differently from his peers. So mm-hmm. rather than racing cars and crashing them into one another, he might, he might, you know, line his cars up like a train or pick yeah. one up and spin it and watch the wheel over and mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again. So those were some of our early symptoms and signs. Yeah, and and when you watch some children, a lot of them are like that, and I think a lot of a lot of children probably live with Asperger's syndrome all their lives without it being diagnosed. They just might be classified as perhaps shy, withdrawn, not very social, but they you know for the most part they can function. Right, that does tend to happen, and and a lot of times. 
um, adults with Asperger's syndrome don't even realize that maybe that was why they had so many challenges growing up mm-hmm. until they themselves have a child with an autism spectrum disorder and they start reading more about it and then they realize, oh, well, I show some of the same signs and symptoms of a person with Asperger's syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you have a website and there's everything about you is on there that we didn't talk about, the writing part and the essential oils part. And do you have resources on there for parents, other parents who, who might um, have children who you know, have the same challenges as Ethan does? Yes, I, I do, actually. So my website is www.leeadawaywilcox.com. And the majority of the website you'll see is, is more related to, to my writing so that when um, editors and publishers um, would need to get more information about me before they decide if they want to publish one of my books, they could go there. But I do have a blog, um, so you can click to, to link through to my blog. And on my blog, there are lots of resources mm-hmm. for um, people raising children with autism spectrum disorders. And there are some blog posts that that I posted over the years um, about our journey as well. Mm-hmm. And do you speak at, at homeschool um, associations about about your journey with Ethan? Well, so far, my speaking has mainly been related to um, autism spectrum disorders. I'm actually speaking um, in May at the Autism One conference on a panel about using essential oils for autism okay. spectrum disorder symptoms. Mm-hmm. But as, as a new homeschool mom, I haven't necessarily sought out any speaking um, opportunities yet just because I feel like I need to, I need to gain a little more experience um, even though I've learned so much, I'm, I'm ready to share, and that's why I was so thrilled to be invited to your show, because it really helps me realize that, that I do have a lot to share about homeschooling, and, mm-hmm. and that I want to very much encourage parents who are on the fence and think, oh, there's no way I could do that. Well, yeah. actually, maybe you could. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was also thinking that you brand new homeschoolers some of them are very very nervous but you you were just overflowing with enthusiasm which kind of uh, you know helps the the ones that have been homeschooling for many many years go oh yes that is why that is why I homeschool my children is because of that being able to be right there with them and enjoy them you know after after 10 years this starts to get a little bit sort of oh dear not another day sometimes especially in the winter when it's cold but hearing somebody new and enthusiastic is always such a welcome ray of sunshine into all of my listeners lives and all of our lives who homeschool so thank you Lee so much it was an absolute pleasure I'm so glad that um, we were connected we were actually connected um, with a by a mutual friend who is in my reading and writing critique group and of course you've got of course the reason why you know her is because you're into the reading and the writing just like we all are so we need to talk about that at some time mm-hmm. all right but unfortunately at the moment <laughs> well, thank we've, we've, you. yes we've come to the end of our time and i've been talking to lily attaway wilcox whose articles and edi- editing skills have shown up in numerous blogs and parenting magazines go to her website i've got it marked on my front page at tokenet and on my own personal um, site the sociable homeschooler um she's uh has a small business of um 
about, well, with young living essential oils. I'll spit it out in a moment. But, of course, we didn't talk very much about that. And, again, go um, to her site. And, Lee, I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you this afternoon and hope you have a lovely weekend with your husband and your son. Thank you. Blessings to you. Thank you very much. Blessings to you as well. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I got some time and I must say that that was really great to have um, an enthusiastic new mum. They very often, very often when I uh, when I invite uh, mums who have only been homeschooling for a short amount of time, they say, oh, no, 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 I don't know anything about homeschooling. Your listeners are so much further advanced than, than I am. And, you know, everybody has something to offer. So if I, uh, if I invite you, just just say yes I'll help you through the conversation you have more to offer than you imagine and I have time to squeeze in just a little more family news right now um, Dorts is a recurring extra at Dallas and she enjoys getting to know the actors and the crew her fellow extras and the directors and she finds time that she spends on set quite long drawn out so there's plenty of opportunity for chit chatting and eating the food is always good there was someone on the team who took interesting photos as his job and Dortz expressed an interest in participating in a photo shoot. Well, at the thought of photos of my daughter, I begin to worry a little. Are they going to be appropriate? She presumes so. But what if they're not? Well, I have my car, mum. The series this man was working on was called Floating and entailed Dortz having to do what she does best, jump. Not dancey leaps, but jumps in the middle of a busy street or a field by the Trinity River, all outside in full view and daylight. I relaxed. She had fun and she sent me a couple of the shots that the photographer had released to her. She toyed with the idea of having him possibly do a professional portfolio for her later. A few weeks ago, this photographer had an art show where he featured his floating photographs. They were of a variety of people in parts of the Metroplex and quite clever. I wish I could have gone to the gallery with her, but I was in hideaway. Dortz had her phone and was keeping me updated with texts. And I wasn't expecting much, but then in came the message. I sold for $2,000. And a picture of her jumping in the middle of a freeway across the river did sell for $2,000. She can be recognized by her calves only, not her face. She said she was famous and people kept on coming up to her and chatting about the project. Let me say here, Dortz wasn't paid. She didn't sign anything to release her image and she sold for all of that money. Understandably, she felt quite comfortable broaching the subject of a portfolio, but the photographer thought otherwise and stonewalled her. Finally, Dortz is nothing if not a squeaky wheel when she wants something. He texted her stating that he usually charged for the shots and he had a waiting list of others who wanted him to take their pictures and they were paying so no to the request for free portfolio pics. Fair enough, I thought, but he hadn't made his policy clear to her. He hadn't had her sign an agreement or a release, but he had shown her picture and sold it for a few dollars more than I would have paid. Had she paid him, I would have expected some sort of commission. Tell me, am I completely off the wall here? Why would she pay for a shoot where her image was used to make him money and not her? Well, we chalked it up to experience and laugh about it now. My Texan and I 
continue our search for apartments. We found some larger ones last time within the same price range. Um, the only ones vacant were right on the main road, and I don't want to live right on the main road. And it looks as though I am running out of time. And once again, I've astounded myself by the fleetingness of an hour, which simply drags in a dentist chair, doesn't it? It's my dear cousin's birthday today. Happy birthday, Jane. She lost the battle to bone cancer three years ago, and I still reach for the phone to call her. The family is having their customary birthday party to celebrate their memories of her. We have big plans for next week. I think we're taking a road trip somewhere in Texas, not to Dallas, much to Dort's chagrin. Thanks for listening to The Sociable Homeschooler. I'm your host, Vivian McNenny, and I'll be back same time, same place next Friday. Without further ado, I'll say thanks to my handsome husband who believes in love at first sight, our four children who are the result of that belief, the hardworking staff at Toginet Radio, my producer, Sabrina, my guest this week, Lee Attaway Wilcox, and you, my faithful listeners, especially Hannah, Joel, Anne, Rosemary, Kathleen, Esme, Millicent, Margaret, Jacob, Walter, Jane, Olivia, Tina and oodles of others who are part of my growing audience. I'm going to go and have my first cup of coffee of the morning. I know you think I had two or three cups of coffee before I even did this show. I know, but I don't. I wait until the middle of the afternoon and um, my blue eyed cowboy and I have our lunch and then we stay up really quite late into the evening. I write and he does stuff on his thing. So stay tuned all the time on Toginet Radio and catch lots of great shows to help you through your day. Take care and be safe this weekend. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his kindness and have mercy on you. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney.